Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is your favorite non-breakfast food to eat for breakfast? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainor. Hi. Hey, how's it going miss there? Me. Um, did I miss you? Yeah. Of course I did. I missed you too. Oh, thanks. He's back, you guys, and we're happy about it. Um, okay, so my question for you is, what is your favorite non-breakfast food to eat for breakfast? And the reason I'm asking this is because Kraft Macaroni and Cheese has uh, decided to take a little bit of a different approach to their advertising campaign, and they're now inviting you to eat mac and cheese for breakfast. Oh, this is what? What? Well, what? you know, you know, everything old is new again. Everything's a little bit different because, you know, we're doing this whole like. It's not the, the P and IHOP is now a B because it's for burgers. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a little advertising gimmick, but I'm kind of here for it because. Do you like why breakfast not? mac and cheese? I don't, but I can see a way. Um, I can see a way to it. But it made me think, you know that there are things that you have eaten for breakfast that are oh, not sure. traditional breakfast foods. 100%. It's not macaroni and cheese, mm. but yeah, the list is long. 651-641-1071. Holly, do we have any calls? Not yet. Rude. Um, so can I, do you want to, do you want to tell me yours? I'll tell, I'll tell you mine if you tell me yours. I'll show you yours if you show me mine. What? Mm-mm. That'd be weird. Anyway, um, you well, you said this earlier when we were talking about this before the show. Pizza and pizza, honestly, oh my is All my number food. one. All day because food. cold pizza. Do you know there are people like Jamie does not like my partner. Jamie does not like cold pizza, cold fried chicken. He wants to reheat everything, no. and then he's got to like doctor it with sauces and spices and no. hot sauce. I just love nothing better than a cold piece of pizza out of the refrigerator from mm. the night before i don't cold know there's something pizza is about a whole it whole separate meal i mean it's a whole yeah. different thing like eating pizza hot that's like use number one yeah but when you eat it cold that's that's like a, a whole different and, recipe and to me cold pizza is better than reheated pizza oh yeah right because reheated pizza is floppy and greasy even yeah, if you do it in the oven, don't at me with your tips. Oh, who does that? I don't that? need them. Nobody has time for that. Ain't nobody got yeah, time Yeah, you just for that. pull it. Just like <laughs> the other one for me is um, fried chicken. Cold fried chicken the next day. Yes, it works please. For you. Like first thing in the morning, wake mm. up, 
Hit up that crunch, fried crunch. chicken. Um, and my other one, okay, I'm going to say it. It's true. Cake. Oh, yeah. Cake for, for sure. breakfast. Before yeah, eating, why not? Cake is... That's all day food. Yeah. For eating muffins for, for breakfast. I mean. Yeah, I mean, a, cake is cake. Muff, a muffin is cake. This so. is what I've been trying to say all along. Like... Why do? Why is it that like we're fine? We're all on board with donuts are breakfast, right? Yeah, we're all on board with that. But the second I try to like you know hit up the Duncan Hines brownie, people are like, oh, not for breakfast. I'm like, what you're eating? Yeah, like donuts. People are eating brownie pancakes with like Boston cream Mm -hmm. pie filling from you know IHOP or wherever. When did breakfast just turn into a straight up dessert? I, I think it honestly, and, and I'm going to get nerdy. It was the 1950s when cereal companies were trying to, like, you know, survive, and they found out that if you add a crap ton of sugar, that people will buy the, that stuff. And then after that, it's just like, okay, sugar. How about some Anything more? Anything goes fine. <laughs> hey, well, let's go to the phones and see what else people are eating. Perfect. Who do we have on the line? Let's go to Travis. Hi, Travis. What's your favorite non-breakfast food to eat for breakfast? Hi, Travis. Oh, hi. My favorite non-breakfast food to eat is barbecue. I would eat some barbecue ribs, or I recently was introduced to this barbecue chicken sandwich that has pork belly on it, which is pretty much Mm. bacon. The best. Wait, where were you introduced to that sandwich? Can we be introduced? The Minnesota Barbecue Company on Lowry. Uh, I believe they just serve it for lunch, but it's a barbecue chicken sandwich that they smoke a chicken thigh. Knock it off. They have okay. How do I? How do I not know about this Minnesota barbecue company? Oh my god! Oh my gosh! It is so so good. I highly highly recommend it. Um, they have great ribs, but that chicken sandwich is to die for. Okay, right. well, Travis. That's a done thank deal. you. That's um, going to be a cheat day Friday experience. It is because I'm okay. Can I just tell you now I'm looking at the carryout menu. Oh, it's. Can I read you one of the real. sides that I'm so cu- curious about? Yeah. Smoked cauliflower with grape and brown butter. Great. Get that in my mouth. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Don't you? Weird. Yeah. No, I'm curious what that. I'm just looking at these ribs and he, oh, he mentioned yeah. another one, which I actually had last week. We, I made a bunch of ribs on my mom's grill and, uh, Ate them the next morning for breakfast. Mm. Cold ribs. Mm. But see, th- and I'm fine with that because it's a short walk from bacon to ribs. It's a real yeah. short walk. You're like... I mean, pork, fat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we, who else do we have, Halls? We have Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Sarah, what's your favorite non-breakfast food to eat for breakfast? Did you say Sarah? Yes. Hi. Um, soup. <gasps> breakfast soup? Yes, I love breakfast. I, mean, I love soup for breakfast, and, you know, you got the crackers, and it's warm, and there's vegetables. I kind of love that. Huh. Yeah. I, I never know. thought of soup. I yeah, never did I either. Toast yeah, and, why, don't, uh, why don't we have wait, breakfast soup? Soup and toast, <laughs> did you just say? Yeah, I'd make some toast. and. Oh, my gosh, I love it. Yeah, super good. Um, Sarah, thank you. She just said super good, by the super way. Super good. <laughs> super good. Bradley, um, you just said, why don't we have breakfast soup? I think that's like oatmeal or like cream of wheat or yeah but i mean think about it like why wouldn't there be some like brunch you don't see soup on a brunch menu right yeah usually miso soup right. for breakfast is good oh that's true that's mm-hmm. true the mm-hmm. japanese tradition mm-hmm. who do, do we have anybody else on the line yeah we have jack on the line hi jack jack what is your favorite breakfast non-breakfast food to eat for breakfast well more than once this summer i've 
eaten just about everything you've mentioned, but I always have a dollop of uh, coleslaw. I like the mayonnaise coleslaw, and I have garlic. And when I shred my cabbage, I add shredded garlic, and I use the avocado mayonnaise, let it sit in the refrigerator overnight, so it's super cold, and I I just love it with everything. I, I can't get enough coleslaw. I love that wow. coleslaw. Thank you, Jack. We I did... love how he's got, like, the thing that he just wants all the time. Yeah, just coleslaw all day. We did get an email from Ryan who said top ramen cup of noodles or pretty much any packaged noodle huh. for breakfast. I mean, um, I'm in. Michelle on Twitter said pizza as well, which I think pizza is a common, right? Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Anything leftover? I want it cold. Anything leftover essentially can be a breakfast item. Oh, totally. Don't you think? Yeah, I also, I've been known to grab a big honk of lunch meat and just gnaw on that for breakfast. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I do that passing through the kitchen. Oh, my gosh. You know, okay. Side, just super quick sidetrack. My husband's big habit is like grabbing a spoon and getting into the Skippy jar. Oh, yeah. Like every time he passes through the kitchen, mm-hmm. spoonful of Skippy, such yep. that I'm like, where is all of our peanut butter going so oh. quickly? Yeah. He just In needs fact, to have you know, his own secret jar. I agree. That actually, I think we should have that conversation tomorrow. What is the thing that you grab on a pass through the kitchen? Okay. I'm like whether it's peanut right butter now. or like lunch meat or like a cheese stick. I'm often grabbing cheese sticks yeah chunks of cheese what's your run what's your walk through the kitchen and grab (laughs) got it okay i'm putting it down so remember what we said all right when we come back on the colleen and bradley show oh we got to get the cobra cobra gang together and figure out what's been going on with britney spears since bradley's been gone on my talk 1071 cobra gang together on the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com everything entertainment Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. Um, we gotta get the Cobra Gang together to talk about Britney Spears. Whenever there's trouble, without a double, we're the Cobra Gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time. We're the Cobra Um, Leave Britney alone. No, we're not going to. Um, but actually, apparently, that is what her dad is saying. Yeah, so I wanted to check in with you guys because, again, I was gone a week. I know. I feel like today is just one big, let's catch Bradley up on all the stories he missed. But I bet there are I'm a lot of listeners out there who are also going, yeah, what's going on with Britney lately? So the only thing I saw was about her dad, who, by the way, is the head of, essentially, Mm -hmm. her conservatorship, which, by the way, controls every aspect of her life. Right? He was was saying, yeah, all these conspiracy theorists and their tinfoil hats, they need to just leave us alone. We're a real family. I love my daughter. Nothing to see here. And I kind of feel like um, we're not just going to let that go unaddressed. Right? Okay, so... Here's what happened. He did this interview with Page Six, and they uh, asked him about the Free Britney movement. Which, by the way, put a pin in this quickly, Uh or not a pin, but just let's say this. You sat down with Page Six. Right. Okay, so... you want us to take you seriously, and that's your venue? Yep. So hang tight to that, because it goes from there. Uh, He says uh, the following of the Free Britney movement. 
he says that there's nothing to see here. He says these conspiracy theorists don't know anything. The world. No, this is okay. I'm going to read the exact quote. You're not going to be able to understand it. All these conspiracy theorists don't know anything. The world don't have a clue. It's up to the court of California to decide what's best for my daughter and no one else's business. Okay. Thank you, Grandpa. Get off my lawn. I mean, yes, but you're not addressing anything. So you're not really putting anything to bed. You've given us no reason. Like, again, this is so easy. If you really think that there's nothing there there, which there clearly is for a hundred reasons. We don't have time to tell you. Right. But if there really wasn't anything there, it would be very easy and what you because you wouldn't feel you wouldn't feel actually you would feel obligated to sit down and put the whole story out. Like if I was not trying to control my daughter's vast fortune and have controlled every aspect of her life since she was a child, um, you would sit down with Diane Sawyer or somebody else and say, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. I got nothing to hide. You don't just come out and go, ah, these people, they don't know nothing. I okay, love my daughter. So here's what happened. Then he said, and 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 to that point, he said, I have to report every, this is in response to the accusations that he's been taking Britney's money for himself, right? Because that's the story that we always which Tell. I'm pretty sure he's collecting a paycheck. Thank you. He said, I have to report every nickel and dime spent to the court every year. How the hell would I steal something? That those sound like the words of... Okay, anyway. Then he said, I love my daughter. I love all my kids, but this is our business. It's private. Now, apparently, and somehow we missed this. Jamie Lynn Spears, I believe like on the 24th of July. So a minute ago addressed concerns for her sister on, um, I don't know what, the name of whoever posted this uh, is redacted, but it's from Instagram. Jamie Lynn Spears said to the person who posted, how about your sister's obvious mental illness? Why don't you speak on that? Now, I would probably respond to that too, because that's upsetting. She said, you have no right to assume anything about my sister. And I have no right to speak about her health issues and personal matters. She's a strong, badass, unstoppable woman. And that's the only thing that is obvious. So. Okay, but she's just being a sister. She's just being a sister. That's not talking about the conservatorship. I know. There's a lot of like, her family is speaking out in ways they've never spoken out before. But they're not saying anything. Well, if I you think listen because the closely. pressure, yeah, they're not saying anything because they're hiding stuff. I mean, this is like, let's, let's. Uh... So I- All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Obvious. It's so obvious. Let's forego this like world we all used to live in where Ellen DeGeneres was funny and bebopping around Mm -hmm. and we all knew when we watched Game of Games that she took a little too much pleasure setting people on fire and dropping them through holes in the ground. Okay. So we look at Brittany and we go, there's something not right there. I don't know what it is and it's not my place to know, but I can tell you it doesn't seem like something healthy and therefore we got a lot of questions and if you want to make a buck off of us, we're going to want to hold you accountable mm-hmm. to make sure mm-hmm. everybody is safe and secure mm-hmm. and not being harmed, mm-hmm. including the employees that work for you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. End of story. I rest my case. Where's Judge Judy? Thank you. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. But okay. seriously, though, right? Like, like we are so gone past the, the, the point of there being an issue here. It's not even... But But they keep misdirecting it. Like, stop talking about her mental illness. You don't know anything. We're not. Right. I mean, there are people, right. right? Like there are people who have uninformed opinions, but from two people who sit here on the sidelines of pop culture and spitball things most days, we and we're thought like I'm not going to pat us on the back, but I will. We're thoughtful. We're not going to go after somebody's mental health. We don't know what Britney Britney Spears' mental health is, and we don't care. Right. But there are some legitimate questions to be asked, and that's why it's good a court is looking at them, mm-hmm. about why after 12 years a grown-ass woman who is required to show up for work seven days, a, well, not seven days a week, but full-time work. Well, she was when she was doing her was, Las Vegas residency. Was required to show up for work, but couldn't control any other aspect of right. her life. I think that's a legitimate question. Agreed. If you want me to buy a ticket. Because otherwise, I feel like I'm just putting money towards something that's not healthy. And again, to your point, if if they're going to continue, if if the conservatorship, this is what I can't stomach or swallow or whatever, is that this conservatorship is saying, no, you don't understand. She can't take care of her. She can't do, she can't. But they're still, she still has an Instagram account. She's still posting. She still, if they make every single decision for her, then they're also making the decision that she can still have a public-facing persona. And they're making that decision. Why? Because there's money with her public-facing persona. So I just, it's nonsense. It's stupidity. It's crazy. And that's yeah, it absolutely is the end of the story for now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I lost you for a little bit there, so I didn't hear every eloquent thing you had to say, but I saw your face, and I know you were speaking with conviction. I was saying some stuff. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, we've got dumb people doing dumb things. Crazy, stupid idiots. We're going to tell you all about them when we come back on My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. And it's time for your crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! 
Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Gosh, you guys, we road. should form a band. Hey, what else are we doing? A crap hey, band. Can I ask you a really question? Yeah, you a can really ask me question. a really question. Did you guys ever talk about a Lyft driver today or yesterday? Uh, I mean, yesterday no. Nope. or the day before? We did not. Okay, We've good. not spoken okay, of a Lyft driver. I just want to make sure. Um, because that's what we're going to talk about right now. Cool. And I'm, <laughs> Really? <laughs> I want to tell you about a Lyft driver who was the target of an attack. And this is not a moment to be attacking your Lyft drivers. Can I, I just say that? Thank you very much. I mean, if you are happy enough to get into it, if you feel safe enough to get into a Lyft right now, mm-hmm. I feel like trying to get all up in somebody's face with your fists, that is not appropriate. But, <laughs> but we know <laughs> such was the case early Sunday when a male passenger, get this, Colleen, tore down a plastic partition to prevent the spread of COVID-19, presumably, and began throttling the um, victim. Throttling the victim. No, we're not doing like that. The, the transmission of the vehicle. While, by the way, the vehicle was in motion. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, you don't. Okay, this is, well, you tell me what you think is stupid about this, and then I'll tell you what I think is stupid. No, I I, I, don't, I mean, the obvious is stupid. Don't do that. Don't beat Mostly somebody because... who's driving you. <laughs> Because he will get into an accident. Yeah, and then you're, you're, you're going to be in hurt. Then you're going to be in, in hurt. <laughs> so, oh, 40, dear. Uh, not 47, 36-year-old Travis Smith was uh, recorded on dash cam and uh, was arrested on battery charges. Also, child abuse charges. <gasps> I wonder if was there the was child a child driving the, the car? car? <laughs> well, no, that would be... Oh. I don't know why there were... Um, there must have been a child in the vehicle with him. And so putting the child at risk obviously resulted in that. It's so obvious. It's so obvious. You sound great, by the way. Oh, do I? Yeah. Are you being serious about that? No, absolutely. It's like the best you've ever sounded. Oh, thanks. I think you sound good, too. No, I mean, you just do. Okay, cool. Uh, Would you like to know who my crazy stupid idiot is? Yes, please. We are going to, uh, I believe, West Virginia. And when I say West Virginia, I mean Arizona. Oh, okay. How did you get that confused? Well, (laughs) because how did I get this link? That's incorrect. Yeah, well, you know. Um, So here's what happened. What had happened was... Oh, man. Hold on a second. No, it's okay. we we're having a technical. It's I don't know. It's Mercury in retrograde. Out of curiosity, I can check while you uh, figure things. Thank out. you for asking Mercury me. Mercury is always in retrograde, as far as I'm okay. concerned, when it comes to technology. Because um, we've had some issues with a website that we usually use, and I thought that I had found oh. the actual story, and now I didn't. Do you need to uh, Google around? And I can... Did you, um, while you're, you're yeah. looking around and getting your thing, did you guys ever talk about a nude couple? Yes. 
But you okay. can tell us again about it. No, I don't want to tell you about the nude couple. Oh, well, fine. It's hard to know. Uh, it's it's hard to know how many nude couples there are. Actually, for those of you who didn't catch the story, now that I teased it, I have to tell you. And okay. Colleen, if you find your story, I'll you let just you know. let me know. Okay. okay. So I want to tell you about this nude couple. So there were 911 calls about a naked couple. And you may remember Colleen and Holly, but the audience may not, that cops encountered this naked couple at around 6.30 in the morning. And it was a 32-year-old named Mario Kinney and a 30-year-old named Kevin Pinto. Mm. They were accompanied by their dog, Lucy, as they walked near their home. 30 miles west of Boston. Mm-hmm. So they were walking their dog totally naked. And the dog was also naked. We we went through this when yes. we talked about yeah, this. The dog oh, was yeah. So the dog was pants. naked. The people Can I tell you what I think is really interesting about this story that is well, not also told the fact and, that, oh, go that ahead. they got violent, but yeah. That, but also I, I I like to go to the beginning, the part of the story we're not hearing, which is how did how did a couple decide to go for a walk naked like the nice thing about having a love in your life is that they can check you when you're dumb right so you say to them like hey i was thinking about going on a naked walk and then your partner would say to you that's a bad idea right but in this case right but in this case these two partners both thought it was a good idea to go for a naked walk with their dog so I just I that's the piece of the story I'm missing is how did this begin? I feel like they're a match made in, you know, nudie heaven. Like Apparently. maybe they just need to go find a nudist colony somewhere. I also just don't understand the point of like doing life naked. Well, neither like, do I. I feel like is, things get in the way. It's just naked no. is an outfit for an occasion, right? A certain occasion. Yeah. Maybe one or two. Well, like, there's, there's a few, a few occasions where nudity is yeah. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Walking the dog is not one of them. I don't feel like I'd ever want to walk my dog naked. I also I also just want to say, I don't think either of us are actual nudists, and so we don't understand. Because there are some people who want to do all the things naked. Yeah, and I, you know, having my shirt off might be one thing, but mm-hmm. I'm not prone to taking my pants off. In We're not, I'm not what one would call a never nude, but I'm a usually not nude. Yeah. I actually do. You know, it's interesting. Do you do you want to tell your story? I have I a different story, like you... but oh, good. Yeah. Okay, so I want yeah, to tell yeah, yeah. this story, and it's I saw this than is... my nude story. Okay, well, I wouldn't say that for sure. So this yeah. this story actually happened in Phoenix, um, and this the I don't like to talk about children this way, but I'm going to do it. This child made a bad decision. He is a 14 year old child. His name is Angel Martinez. And he did something while his parents weren't around. um, He wanted to drive and he didn't have a license. And so he decided to just hop in the Range Rover and take it for a joyride while his parents were on vacation. He said he washed the car and he was like, I don't have anything to dry it, dry it. So I'm just going to take a spin until it dries. So he went driving through his North Phoenix neighborhood, uh, disrupting his neighbors while his parents were ce- celebrating their anniversary in Las Vegas. I have some questions about who was at home with him during this time, but I don't have answers to yeah, those. Yeah, because did you say he was 13? 14 years old. 14, his parents yeah. were in Las Vegas celebrating their anniversary. He washed the car and decided 
He didn't have anything to dry it with, so he just would take it for a ride. So when they got back to the house, his parents were like, okay, you're in trouble. uh, And so we have to punish you for this. So they took all of the stuff out of his room, everything. Oh, God, that's something my mother would have done. And said, we're giving it all away. So they put it on the curb and sat him Mm. on his own bed with a big sign that said, sorry, I stole my parents' car and was speeding. All of his clothes, his television, his bedroom set, all of it on the curb, given away for free. His belongings went very fast. And uh, his parents said he'll be sleeping on the floor or maybe the couch for the foreseeable future. Now, I have a question. Do you, when you read stories like this, like how do you react as an actual parent? Because I could see in my, I don't, I don't think many parents would probably do this anymore, but I could totally see my parents doing something similar to this. Mm-hmm. They were very severe when it came to like, you know, Punishments? everything's fine until you cross the line. So I have done some weird stuff in my life in terms of punishing my children in the sense that like I've, yes, I've done some weird things. Most notably, I'm going to just say it. My son, one of my sons had a iPod that he paid for himself and he was being such a terror one day that in the moment I was like, I have to get rid of all the things he loves and I didn't just take the iPod and keep it and mm-hmm. take it away from him. I threw it in a public garbage. Oh, God. It, and I, it killed me to do it. Yeah, of course. But because, he needed that experience. But he needed that experience. And like he, yeah. trust me, remembers it, right? Oh, I'm sure. So, Does he still bring it up? Oh, yes. Are you kidding me? Mom, remember that one time? There's also... This was advice I got off the Oprah Winfrey show one time. Oh. I remember watching an episode. I don't remember what it was about. I think it must have been about moms. And one of the moms said... She said, I... The key to good parenting is to always let your kids think you've gone just almost all the way crazy. Just keep them guessing. (laughs) And I was like, that's actually like a good strategy. So when they're absolutely bonkers, I do something drastic that will get their attention. You can't settle for the same old punishments, right? Like it's go to your room is so easy for me to be like, go to your room. It doesn't punish them. Doesn't punish them. 2020. Actually, it does. (laughs) Do they not have devices in their rooms? No, my kids don't like to be in their rooms. My kids want to be wherever I am in the house. I know that makes it sound like so joyous. It's not always. Um, they, we just, our family has always packed into the same room. We're always in the same. And it, I'm like, go to your room. Like, I'll, my parents couldn't get me out of my room. Oh my god! My children yeah. will not spend time in their rooms, and it's not because they don't have like perfectly comfortable, amazing rooms. It's just because I don't know they want to be where the action is. So, but go to your room doesn't do what you want it to do. What you want it to do is give them a space to like think about what they did and then come down and atone for it. And that doesn't happen. So you got to get creative sometimes. And I think this is creative. So give away all your stuff, man. I'd have the cojones to do it, but I will give them. I I would be the worst. I am impressed. I will. I will say that when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I'm so excited. We get to finally play 
the throwback live again. Live! We're gonna oh my God, that. it's been 300 years. I know, you have no idea. When we come back, we'll play the throwback live after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. 